Welcome to Sexy Confidence with Eva, the Relationship Maker. Here we talk about relationships, dating, successes, and life in general, especially when I have guests like today. I have Alan Turton. He is an artist. He was kind enough to join me and let me know what kind of woman he is looking for and talk about his values and uh, also about his successes. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You see the two, uh, two artworks that you have done? I noticed. Yeah, Easter is coming. I did not still frame it and I have to frame it, I know. The love bunnies. The love bunnies. The love bunnies. It was about a year ago this time that uh, we had those done. Yes, yes, yeah. it's around a year ago. It's been a, a wild ride. Yeah, it? no kidding. No so, kidding. But here we are again. Here we are again, and it's so nice to see you. Likewise. I know that you have a very interesting life so far, even <laughs> though you are very, very young. Yes. It's yeah. like you prefer to be a surgeon and you decided uh -huh. to quit university and become I graduated you graduated so uh, if you hear the tip 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 just the dog and the cat chasing each other yes we have some extra friends <laughs> we have some assistants in the office today yeah it's always always they have an opinion yeah so um and you graduated and you decided forget <sighs> medicine I'm going yeah. to be an artist. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny how things how things kind of come and go, you know. And I think that as far as that's concerned, it's life for me. I'm 30, for what it's worth, has been a um, a process of imagining what I would like my life to be like, mm -hmm. and 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 that sort of directs me to a degree down a certain path. But then you face the reality of that path, and you say okay, is this what I thought it was going to be? So like with medicine, for example, what did I know when I was 16, 17? My parents are saying, especially my dad, oh, you got to, you know, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? That age-old question. <laughs> and the only answer that really worked for him was I was going to be a doctor. So, okay, I'll go be a doctor. Why do you want to be a doctor? Well, helping people, it's interesting, it's stimulating. I want to be a surgeon, work with my hand. And I thought that was the, the way to do it. And, but then I got involved in the schooling of it and started to see what the industry was like. And I was like, okay, well, what's this about? Why am I here? I'm certainly not happy at the time, you know. And uh, But the thing is, as you, as you go down this path, yeah, it's better than where you were. But okay, what's even better? How can I make an adjustment? And I find that adjustment comes significantly um, every five to seven years, I'd say. You know, you sort of go through this cycle and you say, okay, it's time to adjust. And I'm actually reaching another adjustment in oh. my life now. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I was thinking then you talking? Can you imagine if you would have become the surgeon? Uh, now we could sell those people because you would have created some masterpiece <laughs> on their bodies. Oh, that they would be the canvas. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, and also to keep in mind that, you know, the, the art came before the medicine. Art was, um, art's totally natural, I think, to all people, for what it's worth. But what what happens to the youth is they're prepared through the culture of, of elementary education that there's this expectation that they're going to go to post-secondary school. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's just a tube, it's a funnel. And it goes through elementary school, high school, and then college or university but even still, somehow university is seen as a better thing by the school system than college. And then when you're in university, well, undergraduate is not enough. you got to do your master's, and that's not enough. And, and unless you decide to take control of your life and to act consciously and to integrate yourself into a community, you're just going to keep on going for that next mm -hmm. step. And it's just it's the ivory tower, and, and the irony of it is that it's not actually helping you to get to say, oh, I get more schooling, I have more opportunities. But what I've actually found is it's been the opposite, that the, the more schooling you get, or at least that schooling in and of itself isn't going to get you opportunities. Going out and getting opportunities, going out and connecting, going out and being 
a valuable member of your community, that's what gets you opportunities. And you don't need school for that. You never have. So many people I know that they did not finish university mm. and they made it big because they had the street marks mm. and this this education and after you all this money to mm. pay back to no. the government or the bank wherever you took <laughs> the money and when when you get down that rabbit hole i find that what is enough because you're going further because you say okay this doesn't make me the money that i want so mm. let me take another course let me take mm. another course mm -hmm. and some people they are perpetual uh, students instead totally. of uh, doing the, the job or for sure and it's it's a chronic issue like i have a friend he's 28 and he still thinks that the solution to his his dilemma of, of not having some sort of tangible career is that he needs to go to school but so often I see people's notion that they need to go to school, it's just, a, it's, it's escapism. They think if I go to school, it's going to solve these issues that I have. The issues being that you're not employed. Do you believe that school teaches lots of things, which you can learn sometimes on your own? They don't uh, teach you critical thinking and autonomy. It's like Fully. to think for yourself. Fully. They're trying to, they, they want you to stand in line. God bless school. God bless education. I'm not trying to say that school is a bad thing. Um, but there's certain things that you are totally unable to learn in school. School will just hand you questions and say, answer these. And furthermore, typically it says you have to answer it like this. And use other, and use other people's answers for your answer. You might write an essay. I remember one time it was in a fourth year course. And, and the question... You know that the, the topic of the essay was was um, it was it was it was a good one, and I just wrote my opinion. Mm -hmm. I said, "This is what I think about this," and and my references are just the experiences I've had in my life. I did that at the end of that. It was a good essay, and at the end of it, I just put my references are what I've learned through living in the world, and and I like there are some really good original ideas, right? And then I remember there's this other kid who had 50 references for all of other people's ideas. And, and the, and, but he wasn't saying anything new or interesting. I couldn't stand it when he talked. He was just like a parrot. He would never say anything. Reciting the right? books. Yeah. And, then, and then he gets the applause, and the prof rejected my paper. He's like, yeah, nice ideas. But, and I get it. You've got to tie it in with other people. Like, what's happening? But I guess what I'm saying is that it's almost like originality isn't valued so much in school, whereas in the workplace, or at least even in the marketplace, which might be more relevant, in the marketplace, if you have an original idea and it works, and, and, and it works better, then people are gonna to wanna to have you around, and they're gonna like that original mindset. And the advantage I'd say to the, the marketplace or the workplace is that the skill that you're learning that you won't learn in school necessarily is the the economics of time and labor that you know if you're doing an oil change on a car you're not there to write a thesis about the oil change on the car you're there to take the wrench open the thing and get the oil out and put the oil in you know what i mean like do a job do it on time because someone's paying you to do a certain job in a certain time frame so i, I always when i finished school i started working with mechanics and with people who had no formal education, but they were way more competent in the workplace than I was. So now it's, but that was like seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. So now it's just been a, a way of sort of balancing out the understanding of, you know, what are people willing to spend money on? Why are they spending it? And where do I fit with that? So you said that you're making a another big change i love your art thanks that's uh, that's totally <laughs> cool i love your art thanks i see it all over the place yeah so what is the big change if i may ask uh it's stepping back from the idea that i have to be anything more than who i am and in the sense that saying i'm alan and therefore and i'm not just alan i'm alan and i'm an artist I'm Alan and I'm a visual artist. Yeah. I'm Alan and I'm a visual artist that paints landscapes. I'm Alan and I'm a visual artist who paints landscapes only in Rome, of ancient Rome. Like, the more you specify who you are, the less chance you have of being relevant in what's happening. What I mean is that 
if you can go into the day with an open mind and just say, what does this day require? To look at this scene as something that's bigger than you and, and, and can benefit from you being around, provided you can let go of these notions of who you think you are and, and just be relevant, just be useful. That So it's like, let go of these labels, labels biases of, of, of who we are and just be and be be ready <laughs> don't you just like i i i'm listening to lots of people talking i'm on clubhouse anyway right, it's, right, a, it's right, a totally right. different place yeah. and everybody's an expert right and i know some of the people and i know that they are very very good and they are experts but i hear some people who pretend to be experts mm -hmm. and i'm like where did you learn that you know it's like mm. it doesn't compute it doesn't no so sometimes i'm stepping out because it just it's not me i mm. i cannot take the bs totally. sometimes yeah so it, it's very interesting mm -hmm. and i have this degree and that yeah. but but you know what but who and when i'm asking somebody but who are you yeah they're having the hardest time to to yeah. to tell me who they are oh i'm an engineer i'm mm -hmm. this or i'm a ceo yeah that's a label that's yeah. something that you work for it and yeah. it's important yeah. but who you are as a person mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not that label no and that's so, so to bring it back to school is what does school give you labels 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 yeah. and and furthermore school sells you the idea that those labels are valuable that's why you even pay for schooling you're paying for schooling because you think that schooling is going to increase your value with these labels yeah. so you get these people who come out of school and they have these labels and they say oh i'm alan md phd msc yeah. you know la di da di da and, and i'm supposed to pay you money for that the best thing there is here where I, I live not far from and another street I walk with my dog. They have a beautiful house, it's for sale. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, um, this is why I'm, I'm PhD. And I'm like, why you need a PhD to sell the house? Right. You know, it's like, why you need a, a, a title there? Yeah. You couldn't make it? Yeah. And if you do, then you do, right? Yeah. If you do, but do you? But do you <laughs> I'm so bring it back to dating. Yeah. Imagine you're 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 talking to a girl, yeah. right? That you like. Do you really need any qualifications? Well, oh, I'm I, Alan, and I have a, a degree in in dating. No. Like. Yeah, I'm Alan, and my Porsche is out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's a different story, isn't it? But I mean, it's the vibe. I know. It's the vibe, and I think that's one thing with um, visual arts, but more specifically music, like. I like to say, for example, let's say you're playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano. Oh, did you see that guy? The no. the Swedish? I have to play it for you. Okay. Oh, he's composing the whole thing yeah. around that. It's beautiful. Okay. Well, my point is that you can have a degree in how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you sit at the piano, how does it sound? Do people like it? You know, yeah. is it, 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 does it feel good? And that's been my thing um, in life generally, whether it's a, in negotiations. Relationships, whether it's a business relationship or a romantic relationship, I think we're talking about negotiations, and and the biggest factor for me is how do I feel about this? Like, what did my gut tell me? What does my instinct say about the person I'm with? Because that's what it is. You see, most of the people they look at the person, especially if it's a woman, mm -hmm. and oh my God, she has a killer body or she's beautiful, but never. Think about besides uh, lust, how you feel about the person. Besides, yeah. can I talk to her after mm -hmm. a one night stand or after two weeks of uh, of honeymoon? You know, what <laughs> some am I people don't even want to talk. I yeah. don't want to talk. It's a one night stand. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, and they say, I never find a, right, a, a right, right relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, so. I know that you're single, you are available. Yeah. I'm single, I'm, I'm, I'm working to make myself available. It's okay. But, yeah. By the way, he has beautiful eyes, he's good looking, <laughs> he's tall, and he's very, very creative, very smart, which is a plus always. So there is something to talk about. So what is your ideal woman? Taken by looks, has to be blonde, blue eyes. Not really. 
Not really. I think like what I found in my relationships with women in the past is that the more the woman has to push the sale, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, check out your assets kind of thing. That relationship doesn't go far. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone's really um, upfront with their their looks, it's just a superficial experience mm-hmm. and it's fleeting and it doesn't last. And it's a shame because I think, like, I know one person specifically who um, is great in many, many ways, but keeps on cycling this drama of bad relationships. And how, but how the relationship ends is totally product of how you started it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, what I mean is that in a good relationship, I find is that the person isn't necessarily, you know, a Lamborghini or whatever. <laughs> like they're not like a Victoria's Secret yeah. model or, or what you see on the magazine covers. Um, but they're glowing. She's real. Real and, and glowing. Like I feel like the the women that I'm attracted to, there's like a, a distinct glow about them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, wow, this person's really in tune with the energy within and without. You know what I mean? You know, my... Uh actually the title of uh, of uh, the podcast is sexy confidence because mm. i find that confidence is the sexiest thing anybody can mm. have women men okay and that when they appear mm-hmm. in a certain way mm. and and they are confident and they can hold a discussion and mm. they uh, they know who they are i think that's that's very attractive yeah that's certainly that's certainly one aspect the other because that, then that airs on the sides of like dominant mm-hmm. and also insecure. I find some people they're overconfident and it's actually from insecurity of being vulnerable. But I'm talking about real confidence. I'm talking right. because if you are confident right. in yourself, yeah. it's like, okay, he doesn't like me. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm moving yeah. on. I think that the, the term I would use then is self-esteem. Does the person have self-esteem? Do they have self-respect? Like, do they actually need me around? Like I'm attracted to to girls that that I'm attracted to mm-hmm. naturally, but I get a feeling that their life would be fine with or without me. And like they like being around me, but they're not trying to cling to me because they know who they are. They don't need me to to justify who they are. Do you know what I mean? You know what? This is one of the things I'm talking. If you expect somebody else to to elevate you, yeah. you to make you happy, it's not going to happen. It's too much work for one person. Totally. You have to be on your own hole, mm-hmm. and then it works. For sure. Well, and so that that goes back to the business thing. Is that I got so much on my plate already in my life as it is. Mm-hmm. I and I have relationships with my friends, with my family. I have all these obligations um, socially. Uh, including in my business. I got 99 problems, as the saying goes, you know? And um, That's good. And a bitch ain't one. <laughs> That's the, you know the song, the Jay-Z song? Yes. That's it. And I don't need that extra problem. I don't, I don't need someone. I, like, I think that the advantage of having a partner in a relationship is that you do make each other stronger just by virtue of having an intimate relationship. So there are checks and balances that come with that and that you're both sort of entering this contract of, hey, look, we're agreeing to be in this dynamic with each other and to be real with each other and to be honest with each other, which isn't always easy. Because I think that if you love yourself or like when you love, mm-hmm. you're also being brave enough to tell someone the truth. And that's not always easy. Because it's, it's, it's not pleasant yeah. often, you know. But I, I, for me, that's something that I value in any relationship is someone who can be real with me about what they see and what they experience, even if it's not necessarily what I want to hear. Well, I think uh, like alone or independent. Independent. I like my independence. Because yeah. when, I, I, when I do my work in my business life, I have many clients many 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 clients and and when i go to them it's i'm representing myself i'm representing me and the advantage of having such a large clientele or having any clientele plural um, is that they don't necessarily care about who you are or who you think you are all they care about is the service that you're providing for them Mm -hmm. you know so i find that owning my own business 
um, the feedback that I get from my clientele is so real that it, it, it's forced me to sort of hone my character um, and, and just be comfortable or not just, just to get used to that process of, of, of sort of working on myself, you know? Yeah, I think that just thinking back to then about an ideal girl would be someone who, that, that that's not a foreign concept, you know, that recognizes that. What are the values that you're looking for in someone? Because you have strong values. Totally. I know that you are very strong uh, tied with your family, which is mm -hmm. it's a, totally is a, a plus. Mm -hmm. So what are your what are your values that you would like to see in the other person? And mm. what is something that it's a definite no-no you would not accept? Mm. Well, I have pretty strong values, con convictions even. Okay. Um, you know, spiritual or, or political, social. Like I think that, um, and they're real and they're deep, even to the point that like family ties don't, don't carry me because my values do, and my faith and my belief system does. So especially with the, the social climate that we're in today and that we've been experiencing over the last year, that's brought a lot of things to the surface with my family, to the point that I've even said, hey, look, like I love you guys, but I'm not going that way with you. You're, I, I, you're free to do that, and I love you, but I'm not going to follow you into that place. And I think that as I see... I feel like part of that is the, the task of being a spiritual man, like the spiritual masculine, mm -hmm. is that it's ultimately a solo role and that you may be called to go to certain places or to do certain things that other people just won't be able to follow you, follow you even, mm -hmm. you know. So when, when I think about a, an ideal relationship with a, a woman, I, I, I think about someone that... I'm compatible, like it's about the chemistry. And I don't need a person who is one-to-one. -one. If you have too much in common with the person, it's probably not even gonna work. No, it won't. But I think that it's to have the right chemistry with someone that you can work together at a distance to give each other enough space to have differences so that you can be who you already are. You can be, you can be fulfilled as an independent person while also making time to share the company of someone intimately, which has all kinds of pluses, without without getting into this notion that, oh, an intimate relationship, you know, that, that, that intimacy is the only part of a relationship. And I find that values goes very uh, close with uh, boundaries, because mm. uh, if you want to protect those values, mm -hmm. you have to be able to put your foot down and say, you totally. know what, I really love you, Mm -hmm. But let me believe in what I believe. Let me do what I want, what I have to do yeah. in order to make me happy so mm -hmm. I can make you happy. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. So I think that there's certain things, um, like even in my friendship circle, if we don't see eye to eye on some things, I'm not even going to waste my time with it. Because I, I find that especially as I see we're getting more towards this critical time mm -hmm. in our society that it's almost divisive it is and and i'm becoming more aware like if i if i have a friend and they're like oh yeah you know it's fine for example vaccines i'm not getting one i'm not interested and we can get into that and and i'd be happy to but i'm so firmly i'm very firm on that yeah. and the reasons behind that to the point that i don't even want to spend time with people who think it's a good idea you see, governments, they do that. They divide people, mm -hmm. either by race, by religion, by, uh, by nationalities. This time, it's also the vaccine that comes in. It's in that, it's and my sister, she's yeah. a nurse. Yeah. And she took the vaccine. Yeah. And me. Yeah. And, but we agree to disagree. Me, right. it's, you, you know what, over my dead body. Because Literally. Because that's what I believe in. Literally. If you want to kill me, yeah. take a gun, shoot Go me, ahead. do whatever. But Let's find a better alternative. <laughs> yeah, but this, but this is my belief. And Amen. I don't expect somebody else to yeah. have a different belief. But the problem is people want to push whatever they believe in on you. Instead of, okay, 
this is what you believe in. I believe in something else. Yeah. This happens also in marriages or in relationships mm -hmm. yeah. because uh, none of them wants to give up and they don't know how to communicate. So communication is the basic mm -hmm. of, of everything. Big time. Negotiation mm -hmm. and communication. Yeah, because it's teamwork. Always. And, and, that's, and that's the thing that you can say, you can say um, what's that expression? All is fair in love and war mm -hmm. or something to that effect. But the idea of warfare. That is like, look, you're you're waking up, and and, and the day is going to be a battle, yeah. and you have to be ready, and you have to be alert, and your your decisions have consequences. Um, and when it comes to that uh, competitive attitude, um, the the big question mark is who's on your team, who are you working with, who are you, who are you associating with? Can you trust? Yeah, and do you guys get like, do you see the? Are you guys heading in the same direction? Because and that's where I mean that I've started to just distance myself with people who don't that are very explicitly going in a different direction than I am. Yeah. Just let them go. Oh yeah, I lost friends. They said, "Oh, you want to kill me, and you don't you don't have the right attitude." And I'm like, "Do the research. I mean, it's my body. Yeah, it's my life. Yeah, and I'm going to do everything yeah. to take care of it. Yeah, so it's up to me." To yeah. make the decision yeah. of how I'm yeah. going to live my life. And I, and I don't even need, like, if it has to come to the point where I'm saying to someone, do the research, like, just do the walk out of here. Because <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm just telling you. I'm, right, right. Yeah, you know, but I mean, because to me, it's so obvious. And if I need to, if it's at the point where I need to explain, unless you're asking me, because you're like, oh, I, yeah. I had some questions. Okay, that's one thing. But I was talking to a, a friend yesterday who, like, man... <laughs> you know, and it's just, you're just so at odds, and it's like, look, like, we're wasting our time, you know, let's move forward. So, yeah, so so then when it comes back to um, the relationship, I think that one of the most important things is that you're heading in the same general direction, that you do share the same beliefs. Again, you can't be identical on beliefs, but I think that certain fundamental values um, had better be common. Otherwise, I just don't see it working in the long run. Old, in old, old times, I used to go to Toastmasters, and they had the rule, no religion, no sex, and no politics. Now you can add no vax <laughs> debate. So what is that? Is that to Toastmasters? What's Toastmasters, that? it's yeah. a non-profit organization that helps yeah. people to do public speaking and learns, teaches oh, them uh, okay. leadership. Right. It's it's really an amazing an amazing organization. Yeah. I cannot tell you good uh, enough oh, okay. yeah, yeah, good yeah. about them. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, it it's actually interesting, and and so you have the values have to be in uh, congruence with mm -hmm. yours mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and I, and I guess the the thing too is like, okay, you might disagree. Let's say you disagree fundamentally on, say, vaccines. Yeah. It doesn't have to be vaccines. It could be anything. Yeah. You know, Tim Hortons. I don't care what it is. <laughs> let's say there's something pretty big that you disagree on, like with this friend I was having a conversation yesterday with. It doesn't necessarily mean that like that's an example of where you would set up a boundary, and be like, look, this this dynamic here, in this in this area between us we need to just put a fence there but let's think what did we have in common in the first place and 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 wait for that to turn because it, it may just be that there's a connection on something else that works for you which is actually beneficial to both of you sure you know what i mean so and what is something that it's an absolutely no you would not uh accept you would not even get in a relationship with a woman that actually something she does or uh, one of the beliefs that they are very you feel very strongly about you want me to give you some examples sure yeah i have uh, men i have been doing um, interviews they mm -hmm. said no swearing mm -hmm. no uh, getting drunk yeah. no drugs Yikes. so so there are certain <laughs> things that oh, it's, nice. it, it's like you know like I put my foot down. I really yeah, yeah. It doesn't really. I mean, no, no. Um, the the promiscuity is, is I think, <laughs> like if I'm in a an intimate relationship with you, then the the fidelity of the relationship is number one. Yeah. And apart from that, 
provided the, if, if it works, it works. I don't got to question it. I don't want to, I couldn't say to someone, you know, to sort of dictate to them who, who they are and who they ought to be. So, in between picking up furball. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I found, um, like, I have a pretty strong spiritual beliefs. Uh, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ, for example. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a touchy subject for people. And But the thing is that what I found with my beliefs is that I don't have them because anyone told me to have them. I have them because they make sense and they work. And the way forward in my life, to me, that's all a load of BS. However, the truth is that if you do certain things, there's consequences and you're bringing yourself to a lower vibration because of things that you did. So with myself, I don't smoke and I don't really drink and I don't do the things that I'm told not to do, not because I'm told not to do them, because they actually don't work. They don't do anything for me in the long run. Uh, and that's not to say that I never do them. That's not to say that I never indulge or that I never, you know, just ease up. Yeah. Like you almost have to just to take the edge off, <laughs> you know. But I think that for me, there's a certain amount of understanding that comes with that philosophy just to know that actions do have consequences. And and if you're if you're sitting in a world where you're surrounded by the consequences of your actions, but you refuse to acknowledge that the consequences are the result of your actions, you got an issue. So like when it comes to this attitude, this sort of carefree, oh yeah, it's all right, whatever, just have a drink, oh let's hang out. I know it's one in the morning, like every night. You know, like yeah. I'm not into it. Because it's not that's not gonna go anywhere. Like you're trapped. Whereas my, my philosophy in life is more philosophy of liberation, of, of liberating myself and, and freeing my understanding and, and freeing myself from the prison that I've come from. And it's so how can I live a more full life that's more, vi more vibrant, more um, worthwhile, a better impact on the, on the world? How can I enter that space? Uh, and the way to do it is by freeing yourself from the prison that you've put yourself in through your ignorance. So I think that for me, there has to be some understanding on that level in some capacity, recognizing that we're also human from the partner, that that person also, even if you have your own way of understanding it, you know. But I find that someone who has a set of values that's grounded in some sort of spirituality, you know, with a sense of some higher power and that, the point of life isn't for self, you know, aggrandizement. It, it is, the point of life isn't to make yourself the biggest person on the planet. The point of this life isn't to, you know, have the nicest or be the nicest or, or, or it's not to be better than others. Like, what a, what a hack that is, you know. Whereas for me, the point of life is to be a part of a, something that's larger than yourself. Do you believe that for me, I'm just curious what is your opinion, hell and heaven, it's here on earth. We don't go to heaven or to hell, I think. Yeah, I think that they're, 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 they're different dimensional realities. Mm -hmm. Like everything is on earth and everything's passing through earth. And, and I think that when it comes to like things like, oh, we're going to go to heaven, you're going to go to hell, that these are just vibrations. But they're very, very real. They're very real. So like, for example, blessings or, or saying grace or, or even prayer. When you, when you pray or when you set your intention or when you say a wish or if you say a curse, you're entering another vibration that's going to bring things in tune with those vibrations into your life. Funny thing that people are so afraid of dying. Yes. They, are, they have this idea that this is just a body that we we are living in. It's right. like we are renting it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, um, you know, yeah. dying, I, it, it was made a taboo. Fully. It's like dying, it's like a transition. And for me, I want to be there. For me, that does not scare me. Mm -hmm. That's what you see, this, that fear of death mm. that's why people are acting so yeah. so weird totally. you know it's like you're going to die 
get used to it. Embrace it. Yeah. I don't even know. It's like people are in this kind of stage of, of hysteria about death. Well, I think it's a construct. I think that the society that we live in is a sort of death cult that is, it, 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 it benefits on people being afraid of age. Oh, yeah. Change. And age, and it's death. like everything is anti-age. It's like right? age is a, it's a disease. If you're lucky, you're going to age. Yeah. If, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah. it's not that. And the irony is the more you fight it, the more you're actually going to harm yourself. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like I live my life and I love what I learned. Yeah. If you used what you learned, mm -hmm. instead of having all these plastic surgeries nice. and having this, it's yeah. like... Yeah, so, 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 you know, bless those people and bless all people. And for me, I truly believe that all people um, are deserving of love and a chance at life and the truth, Absolutely. provided they'll embrace it. You know, so if, you're, if you think plastic surgery is a good idea, you can do it till the cows come home. Yeah, and maybe it is. You it's, know? Their, it's their prerogative. Yeah, Fully. absolutely. Um, but what I'm saying, it's not, how to say, when you do it from a point of view of fear, yikes. that's what I'm talking about. And it's never ending. Yeah. That's why it becomes like a, an, a, a disease or a sickness for people, yeah. that they get addicted to plastic surgery or they get addicted to, and it's so noticeable, though. they're walking around and it's like, oh yeah. my God. But if you do a nip tag, because you, you feel, you feel uh, strong and you feel energetic, but you know, you see that, uh, you know, you look tired. Mm. Yeah. But when you do over and over, just because you don't want to look your age. I like wrinkles. Your age? I like muffin tops. We're talking body <laughs> styles now. <laughs> I like someone who's healthy but knows what they got. And they're like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like laugh lines. That's what I like. Well, it's, you know, it's... You know, uh, someone who knows how to shake it and has something to shake. Yeah. <laughs> the, the women that I've been in longer relationships with, and even the women that I already know that I'm not currently with, but I could see myself being with mm -hmm. for a long time, they're not traditionally attractive. Like, their features aren't perfect. But whose are? You know, they're just, they're just, they're just comfortable with themselves. But they are for you. That's what I'm saying. They're for them. Like, I, I, because the thing is for me is I don't feel like I need someone else. I'd like to have someone else. That'd be great. You know what I mean? And I'm attracted to people of a similar outlook for themselves. So if I, if I see a, a woman who's comfortable with who she is, regardless, you know what's less attractive? If I see someone that she's not really, like, classically attractive, you know? What's even what makes her even less attractive is how insecure she is about how she looks. Yeah. Like I dated this one girl and she's like, oh, but my one boob's a bit small. I'm like, who cares? I don't care. You know what's grossing me out right now is that you're insecure about your boobs. I don't care that one of your boobs is there and the other one's there. But I I care that you're acting all weird right now because you're insecure about your boobs. But you know what? Society created this uh, this fear of imperfection. Yikes. You're not supposed to be imperfect. You're supposed to be perfect. Ugh. And can you imagine how boring it would be if everybody would look the same, a perfect face, yeah. perfect body? It would be like those Xerox houses that yeah. you don't know which one you're they're, they're trying to sell you that. That's an idea they sell they profit mm -hmm. off of people believing that. I know. You know? So and I, actually, another thing that I would say is that for me, a major, major thing um, with anyone is what is this person, who do they surround themselves with? Because it's all communities. It's all, it's all networks, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that if you want to really know a person, you, almost, you don't even have to know the person. You just have to see what's around that person. You know, what, what, like, who's in this person's, I'm imagining the sun in the solar system. Like, if you want to get to know the sun, oh, planet Saturn, Venus, like, that's the sun. Those are his homies, you know what I mean? So it's like, when I know people and I see their friends and I see the way that their friends talk to them and interact with them, then you really get to know the person's character, you know? Yeah. And how they talk about their friends. Right. Big time. Because that says a lot, because if they talk like that about them, mm -hmm. what can you expect behind your back? Totally. So. Or, or in conversely, if, 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 that's, if, that, if they're that cheery. So I, I, I feel like, uh, yeah. And it's funny because 
women, I mean, I had worked with lots of women, you know, in, in my industry. And it was always, oh, look at my hips, look at this. So that's why I said, okay, mm -hmm. I had enough for women. I'm going to work with men. It's much easier. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, but what happens is that insecurity, and they don't understand that there is always somebody for somebody. Mm. Maybe 10 of the guys did not find you attractive, but comes the 11 one mm. and saying, I haven't seen a more beautiful person mm -hmm. than you because the beauty is in, you know. The eyes of beholder. Yeah. And isn't it true that when you're, when you, it's usually when you're not trying and you're not looking and you're not, like you're just being who you are and doing what you do, that's when you're the most radiant, really. And that's when you're going to attract the person who's your mate, yeah. as it were, you know. Mm -hmm. And this soulmate, oh, give me a break. <laughs> I, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, you complete me. No, yeah. if you complete me, it means you're, I'm not whole. Right? Yeah, so I, I feel like when I, when I think of um, someone that, you know, oh, you want to spend the rest of your life with me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, let's just see how today goes you know what yeah. I mean and I, and I would love to but it's that expression about if you love someone you have to be free Yeah. you know so I, I think that um, like how many people do you know in these really long term relationships and it's just like sometimes it works but some people it's just like they just like are so miserable but you know what there are two things one of the things in all time as, as older people will say Something was broke, we fixed it. Right. We worked on it. Right. But now it's like, let's see uh, if the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And they they hopping from one to the other. Right. How many families have three, four children and they are from different fathers? How you want to have stability? How you want totally. to settle down yeah. if you don't have For the sure. base? Yeah, and and that so that's a that's another huge one. That is family values. Yeah. I have no interest in having children. I don't even have interest in having multiple spouses. Pardon me. I don't have no interest in having children with multiple people. Yeah. God bless my parents. God bless my grandparents. If they've been together, my grandmother's turning ninety in a couple months. My grandfather just turned ninety, like six or something. My parents are still together. You know, it's not an easy task, and it's definitely been beneficial for me uh, growing up to have that stability, a family unit. It's like the, it's the foundation, right? Yeah. So I think that... Um, That's important, but it's hard, because in, in the old time, 50 years old, 55, mm -hmm. they were dead, so you were together only a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. Now people live longer. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to reinvent yourself and your marriage right. and find different things that brings back that spark brings mm -hmm. back that uh, yeah. excitement and it, well i think that comes with freedom in the relationship mm -hmm. you have to have a certain distance in your relationship so that new things can come into the relationship you have to be able to go off on your own and find new things and be fresh so that you have something new to bring back to the relationship and that requires a certain amount of space which requires a certain amount of trust, right? You both have friends. You can go away, mm. even in a vacation, or you can go. You can go out. You can take classes. You can do whatever. And there is something when you come back, and mm. you can talk about. Mm -hmm. And that and that manifests in a lot of different ways, you know, for a lot of different people. But I think that uh, for sure. I mean, I always think of my business, right? That my business is, is my my business takes up a lot of my time. Truly, it does. It doesn't take up all. But the thing is that my, my the people that I do business with, by and large, are my friends. Even if your business takes lots of time, yeah, you're looking for someone who also is involved and also working, totally. is involved in something. Yeah. So it it doesn't feel like I'm left out. And I'm no, sure when fully. it gets to that point, yeah. you're going to be able to manage that time. Well, that, yeah, and I think that we'd probably be better. Like a really, I, th I imagine that while I don't need another person, mm -hmm. I actually do imagine that being with the right person would benefit both of us. Sure. Like for, imagine a, a business relationship. Like when it works, it works well for both of you and you're both better off for having gotten into that relationship. So I feel like that's the same in a romantic relationship. That's like you, you, you come into the company with this other person and you're like, oh, wow, 
this is actually working good for both of us. Let's let's maintain that to some degree, you know. Um, and I think that because my line of work, which is very much community oriented, arts oriented, it's it's very grounded in like a physical space here in town in White Rock. Um, that I, I fully imagine that the person that I would spend an extended period of time with would also be grounded in the same actual community. Do you think that it's important to know how to argue and how to fight? For sure. Yeah, I think fighting is a is a like a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thousand percent. Men and women and men and men and like fighting generally is so important. But I'm talking in a relationship yeah. because I find that it gets to a point it's very heated, so mm. name calling. Yeah. Um which I if you love someone I don't think you yeah. wanna call names. Well uh, look, for me there's no rules. I don't care. I've lived with I live with people who've called me so many names. And when I see it, I'm just like, okay, the person's angry. But I'm glad there was a grenade that went off because it's a time that they... Are didn't. you taking a walk uh, and say, okay, let me calm down to answer to you? or? I, honestly, whenever when people get to the point that they're yelling at me, I'm usually laughing. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Which really makes them more pissed off. But I was always in trouble in school because someone would get angry at me. And, they, and, they, and I'm just like, like, really? You had no other, no other way? to communicate your anger than snapping like a child, you know. I have been uh, around the couple and they were like really arguing. I said, it seems like it's your foreplay. You have three kids and you're just <laughs> arguing. It's yeah. like, there must be something yeah. about it. Well, it's it. like in artwork, for example, like I, I feel like, um, like if it gets to the point that I'm really frustrated and then I'm anxious and it's just not working, I'm getting pissed off. For me, that's a sign that you just need to step back because you're trying to force things that aren't going to work. Yeah. So I've always found that when things come to the point that you're arguing with a person or you're fighting over something, like okay, like let's I'm just let's cool off because obviously there's something you're trying to communicate and it's not working and it hasn't been working. You know, ideally the communication is fluid throughout, so it doesn't come to the state where there's an argument or and and then when there is. I think that when things explode, it's because it didn't have an outlet beforehand mm -hmm. that that diffused that before it happened. Do you believe that when there is an argument, it's important when you calm down to sit down and solve the problem? Not really. No? No, because I think that, that I find often that arguments, I think it's important to find a way forward, mm -hmm. That's which is a big difference. For me, for me, it's okay, how do we how do we get past this? How do we move forward? How do we acknowledge what happened without trying to change the other person's perspective? Not, not about changing the other person's perspective, but maybe that person, it's sometimes you say something. Yeah. Either a past brings something yeah. or you have done two, three weeks ago something yeah. and now you're fighting. And if you don't solve it, yeah. next time it's going to be even more heated instead of sitting down and say, okay, what was the reason behind this? You know what I mean? It's not yeah. about not, not... No, well, I guess that, that that's almost sounds like interpersonal coaching in a way. No, it, it's just getting it out in the open. So you I'm, Like if, if, if you think I'm doing something that's just dumb, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, and it's not just bothering you, okay. but it's bothering the world and you're noticing <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Okay. Then that's fine. Then it's like, hey, hey, Alan, you, look like, you, you keep doing this thing. And... and and I'm telling you, like, I'm not the only one noticing it because the buddy and, and, and these people, and I'm, yeah. like, maybe you might want to consider how that's affecting people. I get that. But if it's just like you made me, like, if it's just about you and your feelings and because and, then to me, it's like you're trying to sculpt me around who you want me to be. Do you, yes, feel, do you I, feel the sort of difference in that? Yes, I understand where you're coming from, but women are very different than men. I just give them space. I don't care. Good. I care, but my caring is by not caring. You see, you are one of these... I mean, I know you now for two years, since uh, since 2019. Right. And um, I find that you are very easygoing, but there are people who are not that easygoing. Huh? But it's nice to, to hear your point of view, because <laughs> I know how you are. Well, the you thing know? is, like... I'm, I'm, I value people who are direct and open and honest. And if you're going to say to me, Alan, look, I don't like the way that you're acting when you do these things. Okay, thanks for letting me know. I'll let, I like to know that you don't like it. Yes. But I'm not going to 
guarantee you even the slightest bit, pardon me, that I'm not gonna that, that I'm gonna change that. Because chances are it won't. I might be more mindful that you don't like it. Yeah. And I'll keep that in mind. But so what I lack in that realm, if you can see that as a lack, I make up for my loyalty to the relationship. Perfect. So for example, when we met, I was living at this house, you know, on the edge of town. I remember. I have never known a more controlling woman in my life <laughs> than your landlord. Than the one who lived there, and I love her. She's amazing. She's so great in so many ways. So controlling, and I'm just like, oh my god. So I had to find some way that I could do that dance and still keep moving and deal with her hyper control dynamic that she has with everyone in her life, but still manage it. And it and. Almost no one lived at that house because she was too controlling. But I lived at that house longer than I've lived at any house in my life for a couple of years. And, and the way that we worked it out was that she knew that I was going to do the things I said I was going to do. Mm -hmm. So even though she couldn't control me, she knew I was good to have around because I actually did care about her and I did care about the house. And I was a positive player in the house. She didn't have me on a, a leash or on any reins, but she could see beyond herself that, okay, yeah, even though Alan's not doing everything that I command, yeah. <laughs> I'm really grateful that he's here. Because then there's times when I'm like, okay, well, if you want, if, because then I'll leave and then see what your life's like when I'm not in it. And now she sees. And then she sees <laughs> and she's like, oh, wow, true, maybe I should ease up a bit. Yeah. You know. That was a very nice place. Nice place outside and uh, the nature. Yeah, the nature was yeah. absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, breathable for okay. sure. And the place I'm at now is nice too. It's closer to town. It's still a yard, but it's a similar thing. Like I care about the people in my area because the way that I see it is, you you are your community. Absolutely. I, you know, so I feel to an as as far as I'm able to, I feel like it's my my community is my responsibility. I'm not saying that I need to you know, spoon feed the people or, or carry their <laughs> burdens. But I yes. mean that like I, I, I care because I, I know that if my neighbor's down chronically, mm -hmm. it's going to bring me down chronically. I want my unit to be doing well. And if you're in my unit, I got to find some way for that to work, you know, to, to be working on it to at least, to at least do my part so that and people now, I know, you'll have long hair so you can push it back. Uh, the thing is, people have so much resentment and anger. And oh. instead of helping, they, I think they're digging a big hole for themselves. It's and, crazy. You know, like... It eats people up from the yeah. inside. And this is what I mean about, I don't need to resolve it, like, here. Yeah. I need to move forward. And, and this is what where painting has taught me a lot. If I'm painting on a canvas and something's not working, I just let it go. Because it starts to kill me inside. I get, I, feel, I get pissed off, I get angry. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually generating a conflict. And I'm only in this dynamic with my painting right now because I chose to be. And what I find is that if instead you just leave it alone, you come back to it a week later, the painting cools off, you've cooled off, and you found a different approach that works, and then, oh, look, it's a nice painting. And it works. I knew another artist and uh, she was saying that she was doing this portrait and um, she looked at it and didn't work so she was going away, coming back and she's like, I promise you I'm going to make you beautiful, I was taking <laughs> to the painting yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it took her like almost a month For sure. to finish but at the end she was very content so yeah. It's like in anything else, like mm -hmm. any problem, mm -hmm. if you step back and totally. clear your head, you can see For sure. uh, the solution, basically. Yeah. That's, and that, that's life. Yeah. That's just life, big time. I found that like when I was working with mechanics, like when I got out of school and the mechanic would be working on a car and calling it every name under the book, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, like, Lord, let me never get to that place. <laughs> or, or if I do, to recognize it and get out quick. <laughs> You know, because you can scrub your whole day. All of a sudden, your whole day just goes down. Yeah. So, but then to so then to bring that to like, let's say even on a broader, I mentioned another transition, and the idea of like your career or your living or your lifestyle, and I think that um, 
in the arts, because it's what I know, is visual arts, but it could be anything that you do for a living. And, and you might be holding on to this idea that that's what you need to do for a living. But what if it's not working? You can do two things. You can try harder and dig a bigger hole, or you can just let it go and open your 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 mind to new possibilities that are probably more appropriate and and take those opportunities and then let that come back in time when it has to come back. So in my work, like I visual arts is the vast majority of what I do, but it's not all that I do, and it's not even all that I like to do. I like doing a lot of things, including arts, including trades, including just pure management, all all sorts of things. So it's like I'm finding that balancing out my life by actually just putting the visual arts, like just turning it down a couple notches and turning up a few notches on some other aspects of my life. Like I'm helping a friend renovate his house or, 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 or things of that nature. It literally could be anything. Um, but just finding other ways to work with people. So that, just to bring it back then, what I mean is it's, it's not this is about me, how can I make my dream for my world work? It's not, oh, I'm a visual artist, and, and i got to be the best visual artist, and oh, and, and I, if I just try a bit harder, it's going to work. Like, yeah, there's, there's something to be said for perseverance, don't get me wrong, but when does perseverance turn into stubbornness and stupidity and, and, and like, uh, you know, just being dumb? <laughs> and, and when, and so for me, it's like, what's the way forward? So in, in life now, the, the question is, what's the way forward? That what's, what's the better way? What's the way that's going to carry me through the day, that's going to have me feeling productive, healthy, whatever, literally, what, it doesn't matter if it's through art, if it's through what are the opportunities in my life and, and where am I going to make progress? And what are the things that I need to say, okay, you can sit for about a week because you haven't been working and I'm going to work on this now. And, and for me, I, I just, just, just clicking into that. I don't know if maybe that's old news to you. No, I, you know what? Um, I hated working for somebody. Right. Because when you have your business, you know, yeah. it has many facets. You have to yeah. do the social media, you yeah. have to do the marketing, you yeah. have to do this. And it always keeps it interesting. But doing the same thing over yeah. and over again, sometimes, sometimes I don't want to do the marketing. But then I can do something else. Like, I really enjoy doing podcasts because right. I meet amazing and interesting mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, but I haven't done it lately because I needed a break from. So mm -hmm. I, I am doing it once a week at least. Right. But I used to be like, I have to have it by Wednesday because mm -hmm. that's the, yeah. you know, like, oh. and it was such a push. And when I give myself, my allowed myself, yeah that no i don't have to and i allowed myself to take a step back yeah. and it it was like oh my god now i love it again right. but it became like a chore yeah. which i didn't want to have it shouldn't i think and again that should be a sign that it's time to step back yeah. and i think that when it comes to like what is marketing to you marketing it's it's basically pushing uh, me my brand and myself huh. to uh to people to connect with me, to recognize me, yeah. and you know, finding uh, designs or finding solutions yeah. or finding uh, text that I'm going to use, mm -hmm. or you whereas know. for me, marketing is a matter of integration. Okay. So here's how I'm looking at marketing. Marketing is: Are you integrating yourself in the market? Yeah. Like, like the most successful marketing campaign is everyone knows about you and wants your stuff. Mm -hmm. basically yes. if, if that's your goal <laughs> but that's a pretty common goal yeah, in marketing isn't yeah. it um so it's like well you can sit back and you can spend all this money and all of your energy on marketing your brand ltd like no. yeah alan turton visual arts i can sit back from my computer do the same old thing and now i'm working like okay how can i get the best google response on my yeah yeah but I'm then you don't do wrong. the job and and you can do that. Yeah. Or you can go to a network that already exists and just be present in, in a network that already exists. So, for example, me coming to you and, and, and being on a podcast or me going to someone else's house and doing, like, I'm helping someone with a rental on his house. He called me up. Oh, I want to help with rentals. And I'm like, mm, sure, why not? You know, he's going to pay me. 
It's a fun opportunity. I get to learn how to do plumbing. But this, so, but now get this. Now that I'm working on Renault's on his house, we're also working at doing a mural in his house. So like that, being present there has created new opportunities, which is itself this way. Do you do you know what I mean? To do, to do actually what you like. But you know what they're saying that people they change to three times professions mm -hmm. during their lifetimes, and. We are here to learn. For sure. We are not here to uh, to be the robots. We are here to learn and do different things. Mm -hmm. So, well, I, I think that a, a major thing is to to stay organized and to know what your like. That's the thing that I found never changes. If I want to work on anything in my life, it's just to be organized, to be clear, to have um, have a by the way a direction. That's what you have to do if you want to find someone. Right. It's it's really it, it's a matter of like people they don't believe that. If you go out and you just say, okay, I want to meet someone, mm. you're going to meet someone, but not necessarily it's right. going to be the right person. Right. But if you go with a purpose, if mm. we go with, with a vision yeah. that this, 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 what I want the person to be, mm -hmm. and you keep that vision, and when you go out, you're mm. going to attract that person. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's so simple that it's mm. hard. <laughs> well, because it goes hand in hand with who do you want to be. I think you have to take. You have to know yourself. You know, you might say something. Well, who do you want? Well, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. But still, still, you like we were talking about yeah. values. So yeah. you have a very good concept of what would, who you would like to have as a partner in your life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's just keeping that that vision. Okay, mm. uh, the looks. Yeah, mm. I have to be attracted. It doesn't matter. Totally. But. I have to be able to to live my life with that person, mm -hmm. to coexist with that person. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Well, that's why I, I sometimes I feel like the person that I would be spending the rest of my life with, I probably already know them. Probably. You know what I mean? Yes. Like chances are I've known this person for years, and I'll continue to know them for years and years and years and years. And, and what's stopping you from to get together with that person? <laughs> well, timing. Maybe the person's with another person. Okay. You know what I mean. And what, but what I mean is, I feel like it would come to a point where I would be like, "There's someone in my life who I already know, and and we both happen to be available." I'm like, "Well, I've known you for nine years, and we've been great friends, and we're both available, and like this would work because obviously it already works. We have worked for nine years as friends." Yeah. Like, why wouldn't it work? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's sort of how I imagine. Those are the strongest uh, relationships when it comes from friendships. Totally natural. Yeah, because right. you were so open. It's like you mm -hmm. cannot be other in, right. in other way than open. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Well, I'll say a few prayers. <laughs> yeah, amen. Totally. For sure. You know what's interesting? That I don't like to go to church. and I did, Me I, neither, by the way. And... <laughs> and I was not, I, I was not praying whatever yeah. and for the longest time. Yeah. And I find myself that now that it's forbidden, uh, I want to go. go to <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's about, isn't it? You know? it's, it's like, for me, it's yeah. like, tell me I cannot do it because I will. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, yeah, for sure. In, in, all, in all manner of things. In all manner of things. It's just one of those things. Well, it brings you back to what's it all about, you know? Yeah. I think that's what we've gone, gone through in the past years. What are we doing? What's like? What was? What? What's going on? And it's really given us um, time to reflect and, and get to know ourselves in a way that we didn't before. Um, and get get down to the to the basics. It's yeah. like it makes you think what is important. Mm -hmm. And yeah, relationships are the most important values, Huge. and the, the experiences. Yeah. That's the only thing you take with you. Yeah, and your community. I often think about yeah. that, like I had mentioned earlier about like uh, the role of the masculine and I feel like at times it's um, there's a certain element of sacrifice involved in it and I, I feel that um, as, a, as a man that so long as my community is alright then I'm going to be alright. But you see there is another problem that is happening and, and I talked about and I'm going to talk about this lady I have another interview on yeah. Thursday it's about pushing away the masculine pushing away the 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 man to be a man trying to 
uh, I don't know. Something happened with the world. I know. If you are a man, there's an agenda. There, yeah, there is an agenda. I'm very as yeah. a listen as a young white Christian man. I'm fully aware <laughs> that there's an agenda directly <laughs> pointed at me, pointed. saying I'm the problem of all the world's problems and the cause yeah. of it. And that happened 2,000 years ago to a young man. Yeah, called Jesus Christ. <laughs> called Jesus Christ, and they nailed him to the cross. Yeah. And they told him to be afraid, but he wasn't because he knew the truth. And the truth is, it's going to be okay. But I think um, it's somehow it shifted what is the man's role. But anyway, yeah. I'm not going to go into that because I'm going to go into that with the other person. Okay, good. So I wanted to thank you for coming. And actually, it was very nice to see you and be sitting across from you. Yes. And I'm keeping uh, the, the Fauci tree. Oh, <laughs> So they used to say in our high school dance, <laughs> save room for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank it, you. It, I hope I'll come back to Denmark uh, sometime. And, uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, there is no happiness without love. Love yourself first. Love your partner. Until next time, goodbye.